Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Keep listening to find out why no is better than yes. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. This week, I'm very excited to dive into one of my favourite books that I've read over the last few months. I gave this one a solid five stars on Goodreads because it was just, well, very good. It was very entertaining and it wasn't full of the bravado that you hear and see and read in a lot of negotiation or sales type books, which I appreciated very much. I've also heard this book recommended and raved about a lot on Bookstagram, but also on other podcasts when people have been talking about books that impacted them, changed their lives, which is quite a strong, strong claim for a book about negotiation, or greatly impacted and improved the way they did something. This book comes up a lot. Now, at any point throughout the podcast, if you are so sold on the big ideas and you think, yep, I want to read more, I need to know more about this particular technique or this particular book then you can head on over to the show notes, either in your podcast browser or just on the website, stephsbusinessbookshelf.com and click my little book depository link. You can actually click the link in any of the podcasts to buy any of the books that I've been talking about and contribute a little bit to the podcast and supporting the podcast at the same time. How cool is that? Now, if you haven't heard about this book or the author, let me tell you a little bit more. Chris Voss has used his many years of experience in international crisis and high stakes negotiations to develop a unique program and team that applies these globally proven techniques to the business world. Prior to 2008, Chris was the lead international kidnapping negotiator for the FBI, as well as the FBI's hostage negotiation representative for the National Security Council's hostage working group. During Chris's 24-year tenure in the Bureau, he was trained in the art of negotiation, not only by the FBI, but by Scotland Yard and Harvard Law School. He's also the recipient of the Attorney General's Award for Excellence in Law Enforcement and the FBI Agents Association Award for Distinguished and Exemplary Service. There's actually a whole list of the incredible things that Chris has achieved and some of the places that he's now teaching these particular skills available on the website. Link is in the show notes, blackswanlimited.com, which is his company. A little bit about the book before we go into the three big ideas. Everything we've previously been taught about negotiation is wrong. You are not rational. There is no such thing as fair. Compromise is the worst thing you can do. And the real art of negotiation lies in mastering the intricacies of no, not yes. These surprising tactics, which radically diverge from the conventional negotiating strategy, weren't cooked up in a classroom, but are field-tested tools of FBI agents used to talk criminals and hostage takers around the world into or out of just about any scenario you can imagine. Throughout the book, Voss draws on his experiences in truly life or death situations to illustrate these techniques and offers scores of examples on how they can translate into our working lives. Again, taken from blackswanlimited.com, link is in the show notes. Now, having been through a course on negotiation myself, not hostage negotiation, more business negotiation, which was based on the Harvard negotiation course, which Chris attended and now and has had a role in, in working on and, and teaching himself, it was really interesting to see what Chris is teaching and how he found the flaws in some of those models, particularly things like BATNA, if anyone's familiar with the best alternative to a negotiated agreement concept, and a couple of the others which are taught widely in negotiation courses around the world. So with some familiarity on that, not that it's absolutely not necessary to read this book, 
but I found that particularly useful having been through that and seen some of that training previously, which this book is to an extent arguing against. So with all of that said, let's get into the three big ideas I took from the book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Number one, tactical empathy. Now I have lost count of the big ideas that I've taken from books that involve empathy. So bear with me, this one is a little bit different. The big thing here is that tactical empathy or empathy is not agreeing with the other person's position. And in the book, Chris talks about the fact that some people find this whole concept incredibly allergic to this concept of empathy with people who are holding people hostage or have just done some awful things or are planning or are about to do some really terrible things. How can you empathize with those those people? There's a quote in the book that I've included in the show notes for you to share if you'd like, which is the beauty of empathy is that it doesn't demand that you agree with the other person's ideas. This is about being able to connect with their underlying and identifying the underlying emotion. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to even like the other person, like what they're talking about, like their ideas. And and quite often you probably won't in, especially in these high stakes situations. But this empathy is about being able to understand their underlying emotion, not agreeing with them. There's a couple of ways that you can bring that to life. The first one is by mirroring which is a well-known neurobehavior used by many animals, not just humans, to create comfort with others. And you may have found it yourself when you're engrossed in a conversation with someone, you look up and you see you're both sat in exactly the same way. You're both hunched over the table, kind of almost leaning into each other and having this really animated conversation. Your hands are going, you're sitting with the same leg crossed over the other knee. And then you realize you're in, in this flow and in that sort of sinking state with the other person. So it is that synchronization, that bonding, and ultimately, that ultimately builds trust. This can be verbal or physical. So I've just described some physical ones and what they use in the, in the negotiation tactics are more verbal mirroring techniques because you can't always obviously sit in the same way as the other person who's holed up in a bank somewhere because they've taken a hostage. With verbal mirroring, you repeat the last one to three critical words back at the other person which usually results in them sharing more because you're digging for those little extra bits of information. They did this experiment with waiters. When they repeated, when waiters repeated an order, the average tip was 70% higher than those who just said, great, or good choice or something like that. And you know, we've all been impressed by waiters who repeat back our orders. Another link technique to this tactical empathy is to not feel the other person's pain, but to label it. So you'd say things like, it sounds like, or it seems like, or it looks like. Importantly, you don't use I. So you don't say, I think you are feeling this, because then the emphasis is on you. So you want to say things like, it sounds like you're feeling this, or it seems like you're feeling that. This neutralizes any negative feelings and reinforces positive ones. For example, he shared the example of a a hostage situation in an apartment block and through the door in the conversation he was having with the hostage the hostage takers, he said, it looks like you don't want to go back to jail. You then, the important part is you have to remain silent. Let them explain, let them agree or disagree, let them tell you more. Because all of that information that they're gonna share with you will be useful. Whether you are gonna criminally charge the other person or whether you're just trying to come up with to a good agreement with them. So that's big idea number one tactical empathy. Big idea number two, and this runs throughout a lot of the book, is that no is your friend. 
And the big myth in negotiation or in sales is that we want people to get to yes early and say yes early on to get used to saying yes. And I'd imagine that like me, you have experienced those awful telemarketing techniques where they say things like, do you enjoy having a roof over your head? Just because they want to get you to say yes. And you you want to say no because you just want to disagree with them because you don't want to be in the conversation. But they've asked you such a bone question that you have to say yes. And then you're sucked in. However, no actually gives the speaker more of a sense of control. So the person that you're talking to and they're then engaged in the conversation. So rather than opening with, do you have a few minutes? as you often may do if you phone someone either in a you know, part of your team or actually in a telemarketing kind of conversation, you should actually open with something like, is now a bad time to talk? Because when they say no, they've taken control. Like, no, now is good. They've opted into the conversation they've engaged. And if they say, yes, it is a bad time, they may offer you then some alternative times. So you've kind of won in either situation, but we dread no. But no is good because it slows things down. It lets us explore, okay, well, why no? Or why not yet? What does that actually mean? It helps us get to the real issue and therefore allows people to make better decisions and help them feel like they are making better decisions. Mark Cuban famously said, and I think every other, this has been requoted and misquoted a billion times. So I'm not sure if he even originally said it, but every no gets you closer to yes. They share in the book, or Chris shares in the book, an example for emails. So if you're getting no response to emails, he shares this using this technique then as well, not just for a verbal conversation. So if you're getting no response, you're trying to chase someone for, for a piece of work on a project, you would email them with just the subject line, have you given up with this project? Now it's very direct, but he argues this is direct, not rude. Now I found that kind of confronting is too strong a word, but Thought that that would be that's a strong statement to uh, to be opening an email with but this has been tested and it, it works very well so i've still not quite been brave enough to try it or not had the right situation to try it in but i'm, I'm curious to do so the big idea here no is your friend try and get to know sooner and not fear it finally big idea number three is to forget fair now this isn't it kind of is within the book and comes up in a few places but it's not actually one of the main techniques or concepts. Now there are so many more of those that I could have shared, but what I wanted to share this one for was because the idea of fairness is is a trap that we fall into a lot when we're talking about negotiation, when we are trying to negotiate. So therefore I wanted to share it as one of the big ideas that we need to forget the idea of fair. Fairness is often used to accuse either implicitly or explicitly the other party, either for not being fair because they've made you an offer and it's, it's horrible, or for not being reasonable at maybe taking your seemingly fair offer or what you deem to be a fair offer. The other person person isn't being reasonable by taking up your fair offer. So either way, not great, doesn't help the relationship, therefore probably isn't gonna help the, the general conversation to a positive outcome. However, how Chris has used fair for a good positive outcome is to use it early on and to say something like, I want you to feel that you're being fairly treated at all times. So please stop me at any point that you feel that we're being unfair or that I'm being unfair and we will address that. So it opens up this conversation. It gives permission for people to call things out and rather rather than getting to this bitter point down the line where they feel like they've been hard done by or they've been done over. The idea of fairness when used well can work very positively. However, we often use it as a bit of a weapon 
we weaponize the idea of fairness in order to accuse the other person of something that they are not doing. So that's big idea number three. It's a quick one there. Forget fair. So a quick recap on the three big ideas from the book Never Split the Difference. Number one, tactical empathy. Number two, know is your friend. And finally, number three, forget fair. If you've read this book, I'd love to hear from you. Have you applied any of the techniques? Will you be doing anything different as a result of even just hearing some of these big ideas? Contact details as usual are in the show notes. You can get me on Instagram or on LinkedIn. They're the best places to find me. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.